0: the sports career podcast episode 298 how to be a sports lawyer in the middle east Sports Achiever, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Career Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who's an expert in a particular sector in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sports law. I hope today's episode can support your sports career development, interests, and needs. Now, getting back to today's podcast special guest is Islam Islam. Islam is an international sports lawyer, lecturer, and And currently the CEO and founder of Sport and Justice, which is a sports legal education resource to support the next generation of sports lawyers in the Middle East. For that reason, it's such a pleasure to have Islam as a podcast special guest on the show. And that's when today's episode, Islam will share his sports career journey and explain to you what core skills you need to pursue a career as a sports lawyer in the Middle East. Islam, it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast show Please, you share to listeners your sports career journey. When did it all
1: start? Uh, really, it's my pleasure that you have me uh, today in your podcast. Let me tell you my journey in sports career started when I was young, as I was in love with football. I played in many Egyptian football clubs, and one of my dreams was to be a professional bowler, play in Egyptian national team. But unfortunately, the Injury, the injuries standed in, in way uh, in my way. The injuries standed in my way and made me stop playing football. Because you know, I got a lot of uh, injuries in my leg and in the fact. And at this moment, I should have to focus in studying law. And you know, because you know that studying law is very hard and it's not easy to make a balance between being a player and studying law as well. But after a period of time far away from playing football, and as I am a football adapted, as you know, (laughs) I decided to back to the track again, but as a football referee, not a football player. Because I found out it's easy to make a balance between studying law and training when you are a football referee you have a more flexibility uh, on the time than being a football player. Football player, it's, it requires that you have to go to the training, you have to go uh, the team every day, you have to get training every day with the team. So it's hard when you're studying law. Uh, it was very, very hard. And after I got graduated from faculty of law career university, actually, I didn't know how to start in the legal career. As all my legal, yes. And I didn't plan ever to be sports lawyer, you know, really, I didn't, I didn't plan ever to be a sports lawyer. Let me surprise you that I didn't know anything about this field when I was studying law. And I was decided, or I decided to work as a human rights lawyer, not, not as a sports lawyer. And indeed, after I finished my law study, I did work on a, a famous organization in Egypt in 2011, I think so, uh, in uh, 2013, exactly. This organization was it's, it's specializing in human rights in Egypt. But after one year, I felt it's not my passion. It's not my passion to work uh, in the human rights. And uh, I felt that I need to change my direction and started again to work in uh, another field of law. Uh, it, uh, uh, on commercial law, I worked in another field in the on the commercial law as a corporate lawyer, and after two years, again I felt that th- this field was not my passion as well. And one day, <laughs> when I was sitting with myself and read book named "Doing a Different Thing," for the author, Park Bhutani is uh, quite good. Uh, there was a quote. In this book that became that became one of the reasons that changed my life. These goods states stand out from the crowd. Stand out from the crowd. Since that moment, I asked myself about I asked myself about my passion, and I found out that all my life was surrounded by sports. So I asked myself by accident about when. The player, or clubs, or coaches, or agents have a disputes. How they handle it? I need to work in sports, but I didn't know anything about this field. So, because in Egypt, uh, sports law is not is not old. It's it's something new. Do you know that uh, sports law is? I think uh, it started from in old world. It started from uh, to uh, uh, 1980. Uh, the first uh, the first uh, uh, decision issued by dispute resolution chamber. This is the first decision issued by uh, in, in in I think in the world. So then, I made search in Google about sports law, about how the player and the club and the agent handle all all their disputes, and I found out that there is another field of law that I haven't hear anything about it before. At that moment, I felt that I found, I found out my passion, and I decided to work in this field and and not work in anything except this field, and promised and promised myself to be one of the best sports lawyer in the Middle East, and now after six or I think or seven years. Since I started work in this field, we are here now to talk about my journey in sports law and also are a lot of things I need to achieve in this field. This is my journey, quickly.
0: Well, what a wonderful answer, but we've got to go back in time because I know the listeners will learn a lot with these questions. So when you, when, when you knew sports law and being a professional football player, I think a lot of students or, you know... Uh, at that age, have to make that big step. For me, it was tennis. I knew I wasn't going to be a tennis player when I was too small at five foot eight. But I knew education was going to be the road to more opportunities than dedicating to a sport that I just knew I wasn't going to make it. So going back, Islam, of that decision, we're going back to the decision of committing to your law journey at the beginning. How important was it to just focus on Law as an education commitment and then football as like a hobby, then trying to be uh, studying law and a professional footballer. Like, I just want to go through your experience of making that commitment or decision to yourself because if you don't make a clear decision, you won't progress because you're balancing two things. Does that sort of make sense?
1: Yes, yes, yes. It makes sense when you are athletes or when you're playing in sports, it helps you uh, a lot. To your field or to to something you're doing, like sports, when you are a football player or when you are a referee, I think you uh or or when you playing whatever any play, I think it support you to uh, to to have a more experience or to have enough experience in this field. Like when I was a player football and when I was I'm referee also, it supported me a lot, at least to get a, a lot con a lot of connections, you know. In this field, this is what 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 makes you different or special from another another people or another colleague in uh, the, the who work is who, who who are working in this field. So uh, your passion and your hobby is important, and is important also when you work in something you love.
0: And just touching on, I forgot to say, because when I did my research that you were a football referee, um, which is really interesting. Out of interest, what skills as a referee has supported you as a sports lawyer? What skills?
1: Uh, I think it's, okay, the important skills that helped me to, to in the referee, uh, from my point of view, I think when you are athletes or a referee, Okay, especially free. Special refree the, the uh the refree. It supported me a lot to know the regulation of uh the FIFA regulation and the regula- to review or, or to see the regulations of uh of FIFA or regulations of my country, because if I if you have to be refree, you have to pass examination in the uh in the regulations like ethics like disciplinary regulation like their status like loves the game so all these things give me power before i started in in my in my field as a sports lawyer because i i have uh, uh, uh can you say i have enough experience in these regulations before i started in my career uh, it's opposite to one it's opposite to one or to the person who is starting from the scratch you know when you start from the like scratch when you when you want to a sports lawyer now I, I think I meet a lot of people or a lot of uh, colleagues who want to be a sports lawyers he but he didn't have enough experience in this field really this this person suffering a lot because he didn't know a lot of things about regulations or he didn't see this regulation or, or it's opposite to me uh, it's opposite to me or it's contrary to me I'm I was football free and I still football free I have license from FIFA and this uh, from uh, egyptian from egyptian football association not uh, fifa i have a license uh, to be a referee and i manage mat- matches already in the egyptian uh, premier league a uh, second division and you know every year we have an examination we have a test on this regulation every year now I think now I stopped because now I, I stopped to uh or suspended because I suspend myself in or I suspended because I'm focused now in uh, to be sports lawyer and I have a lot of clients of clients so I'm focused with them. Uh, but uh, I, uh, until or uh, until I think two thousand eighteen until two thousand eighteen, I was practiced or I was managed matches in Egyptian second division. And every year, since 2011, I have examination in this regulation every year. Every year to pass, to, to refree, you have to referee. you have to pass the law of the game. Every year to be refree, you have to know the law of the game uh, to, to how to manage, uh, to how to write the report after the match. You know, after the match, maybe a lot of accidents happen in the, in the ground between the two teams. So you have to write the report the legal report it's a likely legal report when they, when, after when they're free finishing the match we we uh, he have or they have write a legal report. but that's my
0: point. It's so similar being a lawyer in a way, just instead of uh instead of your meetings being on a football pitch, it's in a business room right like I'm trying to explain to the listeners Islam that for people listening in to stand out, which I love what you said earlier, that if students, even at grassroots, get into refereeing, being a referee, you've got to be ethical. You've got to be fair. You've got to know the laws of the game. um, You've got to be professional for both teams of how you communicate with no emotion, even if a player uh, shows anger of a yellow or red card. Um, There's respect. I'm just trying to share that, refereeing to being a lawyer there's so many similar traits not wearing a suit and tie as a lawyer with a referee but similar traits of behavior so I want to just touch on that like how has your behavior as a referee helped you be a better lawyer of of the things I've just said
1: yes uh, this is important important point because uh, to mention much to mention much especially in country like Egypt it's not easy, <laughs> really. It's not easy, really. It's not easy. And second division have second division have uh, uh, or has a lot, a lot of accident happening in the game. So you have to be or you have to has personal skills. How to dealing with this superstar player? How to dealing with this coach? The personal skills you have to dealing this match. To to dealing with this team, to handle this coach when you when you are free, and you face the superstar coach, superstar really, and and the player one like like let me tell you like I don't want to say that like Messi or Ronaldo, but in Egypt like superstar player he who are know who are familiar for a lot of uh, people. I, I I gained a lot of experience from this uh exp- from this uh, field and also i gained a lot of connections now people know that islam is a photography and he' also working in as a sports lawyer so he he is know a lot of things about uh, about this field i really again, i again i this is an important thing to me that i have a lot of clients because i you know that i entered i entered uh, clubs a lot and i manage clubs a lot and then a lot of people in Egypt who are uh, specializing or who are uh, participated or involved in this field know me. Know that Islam are, is uh, a referee and also a sports lawyer. So he will go to this uh, guy because he knows a lot of things about this field and he he can dealing with the, he can dealing with the cases that we are or that we have. And and also you know the laws of the game.
0: Like I assume as a sports lawyer, you work in the football industry as well, not just all sports, but I think I'm just trying to explain to the listeners, like, even if a referee, you know, it's not your passion, passion, sports lawyers, I care, you can tell, but the skills are so transferable. But I just want to touch on the two areas you focused on with regards to human rights and commercial law, like reflecting how important was it to get experience there into sports law because they are transferable as well like human rights in sports massive and the commercial side i assume those skills have helped you with player endorsements or um those sort of sides of sports law um i'm just intrigued of how human rights law and your commercial law looking back has supported you now as a sports lawyer uh
1: let me tell you that uh, in, in according to my experience in my career if you wanted to be a sports lawyer in egypt you should first go through all legal fields after graduation and take experience in working in the different kind of law. In my opinion, don't specialize directly in sports law. So because I I, I worked in, uh, before I started at work as a sports lawyer, I worked in another field in law, like commission and like human rights. Human rights gave me feedback or good background how to dealing in the criminal case cases you know that now also uh, players I think players have uh, or players have uh, something issue with human rights you know maybe something happened with the player in the regarding the human rights you have to protect the player from anything happening from the fans sometimes you hear you hear that uh, 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 that the players, I think, have a problem with fans. Maybe black black players. Maybe some sometimes yeah. uh, as the fans. Discrimination, uh,
0: ethnicity, yes. Discrimination, yes. Race, yes. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Working in commercial and human rights give me a lot of power to be as a, a good sports lawyer. Sometimes in sports law cases. We have something we have we we have something in criminal also like let me tell you like dubbing cases dubbing cases is similar as dubbing cases yes it's similar as criminal cases It's similar as uh, drugs in the criminal cases you know also a uh, sports law is not far away of labor law you have employment contract you have transfer agreements so it's similar but because, because, because this, in my opinion, I advise all, uh, all uh, who are who, who wants to work in this field to go through, uh, to go through legal fields after graduation and they take experience in working in different kind of law, because in my opinion, sports law is not easy field. It's a very specialized field. So if you want to be a shark sports lawyer, you should, aware, should be aware of all aspects of law, such as civil law, criminal law, labor law, administrative law, and so on, that will help you to know how to think like a lawyer how, and how to interrupt the articles. Then you can decide to start your career as a sports lawyer. And also you can specialize in kind of law. In any kind of law, not uh, so some people come to me, Islam we wanted to be specializing in, in sports law in sports law directly after finishing the graduation. I told them no. Because you have to for my this is for from my opinion. You have to go through go through all legal fields after after uh, or, or before starting any any special to for before working in any kind of law.
0: So what would be the time
1: period? One year, two year, rough idea.
0: It's for the listener to learn, going, okay, if I've got to go through labour law or human rights law commercial, like what time period, roughly, is a good enough experience to work in um, sports law? You know, just to give the listener an
1: idea. Yes, I think, from my opinion, I think maybe at least one year. You have to uh, go through and maybe six months in this field, six months in this field, six months in this field. And after that, you have a background about about a lot of, uh, about civil law, about uh, criminal law, about labor law. Then you can work in, or you can specialise in any field. After that, not sports law.
0: And really quickly, with regards to sports law, you said it's very specialised. What do you mean? Do you mean it's specialised due to the clients? It's it's very network. It's, who you know, what you know, is that why it's specialised or is it specialised in the skill itself from a law perspective?
1: I think there is a lot of uh, uh, a lot of different things in sports law. It's different. Between, it's different uh, between, uh, let me say. All legal fields have something special. Sports law also has this special thing like terminology. Do you know the loan, the loan in general law, the, the meaning of the loan, what's the meaning of the loan in, you know, in, in commercial? It's a different meaning in sports law. When you make trans- loan loan agreement, it's, uh, it's not the same as the meaning in commercial law. So this is something like that, especially. It, all kinds of law have special things. All kinds law of law have special things. So if you want to work in sports law, you have to know these issues. This is a small issue. It's not easy, but also it's not hard. Okay. And just with regards to, because
0: one thing I've learned from other lawyers, even you just now, culture is massive. Um, you know, law in the UK, law in the United States, I bet law in the Middle East. There's There's some differences. So from your experience from a listener who wants to work in sports law, how important is it to, one, be mindful of culture, but also have an understanding that different countries have different sort of legal systems in a way? Um, I just would like to hear your thoughts on that, because I think that's just as important too.
1: Yes. Uh, the international sports law is one. FIFA issued the regulation, and this regulation have to apply in uh, in the countries that are member in FIFA and FIFA Federation so we have the common international uh, let me say that we have a common international regulation but each country ha- each country has a specializing thing maybe the nas- in the national level because FIFA is specializing in international level FIFA is specializing in the cases in international when the when maybe when Egypt when the club in Egypt have a problem or have a dispute with a player from Tunisia from England from Spain FIFA here FIFA is here FIFA is here FIFA is is, is competent to see this case but if the case happens between Egypt, Egyptian player and the Egyptian club Egyptian federation uh, uh, has a competent to uh, uh to hear this case, so each federation has or has each each federation has a special regulation a special law, but this law it maybe it, it's special, but it should not to to violate the FIFA regulation you know at least in the basic sense, at least in the general sense so this is a different. Between, so but so you have to be a sports lawyer, you have to know first the FIFA regulations or the international federation regulations. Not FIFA, I'm talking about FIFA because you know, the more disputes in football, you know? But you, ha- if you, yes, so, but if you wanted to be, uh, if you want to work in this field, you have to know first the international regulations, the international law in the football. You have to, to see the decision of FIFA. You have to see the decision of cast. It's very important. So today's
0: podcast topic, and we've already discussed on it, was like how to be a sports lawyer in the Middle East, because I want people to learn like UK, I've done some you people from uh law in the UK, I've had lawyers from Brazil, but actually Middle East, you're the first one, and I'm I want people from the Middle East to know stepping stones like you said earlier you didn't know there was a path in sports law now you're experiencing it so any young lawyers in the middle east like what would be the three biggest tips you would give um you've given one already to go in broad law but except that one what tips would you give to a an aspiring sports lawyer in the middle east to make it happen to be a sports lawyer like what tips would you give first let
1: me say first you have to review and you have to see and read and study international regulations, international re- regulation related to sports. This is the first thing. Second thing you have to read and to know as, uh, very well, the regulation and the law related to sports in your country. Third thing, you have to study law, sports law. Take a master's degree, take a diploma, attend a podcast like yours, Ed. We have also in sports and justice, attend workshops, a lot of workshops, attend conference in sports law. It's very important to you uh, to to be a sports lawyer. Also, to see and to read the cases and to make a comment in the cases happening in your country or in national level or international level. This is what you what you give you what you make you to be a sports lawyer. Uh, not in not in your country or not in Middle East. To be a sports lawyer in, in general. But if you want if you if you if you want to make this question about Egypt or about Middle East, here in Egypt to work as a lawyer, you have to get license from Par Egyptian Par Association. Also be a lawyer. And after that. Uh, you can work as a lawyer and you can uh, specialise in any field you want. But if you want to be a sports lawyer, like I said to you, you have to read FIFA regulation law uh, and law in your countries and uh, regulation in your countries related to sports. You have to see the disputes that happen every day. Every day we have a disputes. You have to see these disputes uh, every day. We have to review these disputes every day uh, and to make a comments. Try to uh, uh attend sessions, attend conference, uh make a study, make, to to studying law, studying sports law, obtain a master's degree. This is uh or to follow up the people who are specializing in this uh in this uh field. Just, sorry
0: to interrupt with the Gaza uh, disputes. Is that like the current cases at the moment going on? Is that like they're like the case current cases? Is that what dispute is? Just want to clarify that point.
1: Yes. But it, it's it's some some of these cases the dispute between between mm-hmm. club and, player. and so they're good. like the current
0: yes. cases. so yes. people, what I'm trying to say is Islam, like yes. if people are reading these disputes weekly or daily as a potential lawyer, they're seeing the patterns of the process of being a sports lawyer with each case or example. is that is that what you're trying to say? because I find this interesting and important because the more you read, of the current cases, the more you're learning of how things are done as a sports lawyer. So when you're in that, exp- in that room, actually being that sports lawyer, you can see the patterns of the process. Is that, is that what you're saying as well with regards to the disputes? Yes. So what inspired you then to start Sport and Justice? Like explain to listener what that is all about.
1: Sport and Justice is an um, organisation or an uh, organisation uh, we established to experience. Uh, Spread awareness to the people uh, who are who are uh, interested in uh, working in sports law, because you know that uh, we in Egypt this field uh, does not taught by the university, the university the, the universities we we didn't study we didn't study uh, sports law in uh, in, uh, in in Egypt. And it's an, uh, no, no, we have no. I think, university uh, uh, in Egypt to is, is, uh, give people or make people study in this field, this sports law field. So Sports and Justice is the first legal institution or institution in, uh, organization in Egypt, and the region working to promote awareness of the sports law for the stakeholders by covering and analyzing and discussing all the sports legal issues at the an international and the national level. Also holding workshops and courses in sports with different experts all over uh, the world. In addition to this, its work is to enhance and develop professional relationship in the sports field by opening different channels of communication. This is what we have in sports and justice.
0: It's brilliant, by the way, everybody. Like like for me i've been on your facebook page the workshops you do could you just share to listeners the type of workshops you do because for people particularly in the middle east they can get access to this and i think what you're doing in your team is just marvelous so could you just share some of the workshops you've done uh, on your facebook page
1: okay we talked about the employment contract disputes i think last uh, last uh, last session uh, we're talking to the students how to draft the employment contract how to draft the transfer agreement between the player and the club what's the different between the employment contract and transfer agreement it's very important because some people or some uh, some people didn't know what's the difference between employment contract and transfer agreement uh, also we uh, we make we made the workshops workshops uh, regarding to dubbing cases what's the dubbing cases What's the sanctions of the dubbing session uh, cases? What is the doping cases? What, what the dubbing case is? So it's very important workshop regarding how to be sports lawyer. What the steps to be sports lawyer? This is the first. This is first. Uh, this this is our first, our webinar made in sports and justice is related to how to be sports lawyer. This webinar uh, hosts a lot of experts in the Middle East. Uh, and they and they are and they talked about how to be sports lawyer in Middle East. What's the what's the required things to be a sports lawyer in in Middle East? I think um, also also we we in the in the next period we're planning, we planning are planning to make a course about FIFA regulation. What the FIFA regulation is? What's the transfer agreement? a lot of a lot of things about this field about uh, about sports law we are, we are specializing in sports law in sport in sports and in just we didn't uh, go out sports law giving workshops and courses uh by uh by different experts from all over the world like i uh, like i think you know that we will make or we are preparing now to make a, a big conference this conference will we will attend uh, a lot. A lot of experts uh, in sports law will attend with, with us in this uh, conference. So this is what sports and justice is, and what we do. Yes, yeah.
0: it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely it's fantastic, and it's why we're doing this podcast because I'm all about promoting education and providing people access to learn from practitioners like you. You've mentioned it very briefly, but what is the conference about? Um, because I think this is a great opportunity for people who just want to learn more. Um, could you just share to listeners like exactly when the conference is and what's it about?
1: The conference, this conference, we will host a lot of experts, a lot of big experts in, uh, in sports law in all, all over the world, you know, Mr. Crespo will attend with us and uh, his law firm. In this, in this uh, conference, we will talking about uh, the FIFA regulations. We will talking about the agent regulation, agent regulation, player status and uh, player, player transfer and status regulation. We will talk about, uh, like I said to you, the bridge transfer. Do you know the bridge transfer? Bridge transfer is also terminology in sports law. When the player takes a club as a bridge to go to another club, <laughs> you know, I wanted to go, I will go to the club for three months. After that, I will terminate my contract with the club and go to another club. This is a bridge transfer. We will talk about it. We'll talk about uh, the, the jurisdiction of uh, football tribunal dispute resolution chamber, Play, uh, player status committee. Asian chamber what is the what the jurisdictions of these three chamber what the fiFA competing the fiFA competence uh, to dispute what's the difference between international and the national and the national uh was the difference between international and the national disputes so i think and also uh, at the end of this and at, at the end of this conference we will open the questions and discussions, and anyone can ask all experts uh, about anything.
0: Brilliant. Look, there will be more information about this conference, and I'll be there too, hosting it, which will be good fun. And I yes. think it's, um, honestly, if you're listening in, please join us. Uh, just to be clear, we'll, we'll be in English, so it's not just people in the Middle East, it's, it's worldwide. And, uh... and this, is the
1: first, this is the first time we host, uh, we or we made uh, a conference in English. Uh, this is the first time we we'll do that.
0: Well, I'm grateful because you got to help me with my Arabic. Because next time we'll have to do in Arabic. <laughs> my friend. Um, yes. But no. Yeah. So, on a uh, joke's aside, there'll be more information. Please join us. Um. And I know you'll learn a lot. Out of interest, Islam, like, what have you enjoyed the most from your sports career journey, looking back right now, as a sports lawyer or even as a referee? Like right now, what have you enjoyed the most from your journey?
1: Oh. It's very important, but let me think uh, by looking back, I enjoyed every time I won case, really. <laughs> especially, especially my first case that considered for the court of arbitration, of arbitration for sports. This is the first time that uh, I hear case for the court of arbitration for sports, <laughs> for sport. Uh, cast, it was, uh, it was big a big challenge for me and uh, I didn't forget ever, this is the first time. The first, your first, uh, I think your first, you can't forget your first.
0: Get your point and really quickly though, how important is it for young lawyers in general to learn from a case they lose, like that reflection, like how important, I know it's good when we win but looking back from your career journey how important is it to learn from cases you've lost or situations you've lost as a lawyer?
1: When you read the cases, do you know that I have homework every day to read a case. Do you know that? And uh, I, I, I am uh, at this time, also every day, I have homework to read the case. Because when you read the case, you have or you know what the two lawyers are thinking. You get a new experience. When you get new experience, or you're training yourself for another case, you're training yourself, it's good training for you to know this. It's, it's like a training. Do you know when, when in the match, the player training, training, training a lot until, until uh, before, before playing the official match. Studying cases is like that. exactly. When you're reading a case, you, you, you make preparation. yourself to your case you have to you have to know the competent you have to read the comp or the the facts facts of the case you read it well and you have have to read uh, the legal consideration the jurisdiction what the what the competent body what's applicable law you have to know know what the legal consideration the merits the decision or the grounds or the points that the chamber or the panel Stopped on or focused on, or note, or and they take notes about it. This really is very, very important preparation for you for any lawyer. You have to know that all precedent cases you have to read that FIFA websites published the decision issued by dispute resolution chamber and published the decision issued by uh, player status committee. And also, uh, until now, the, the Asian chamber is, is not working. But when it's working, it's uh, very important to, to read the decision issued from this chamber. So you have to know very well, or you have to read very well the legal consideration for, for the, of the panel. How the panel see this case? How the panel see the arguments of the two lawyers, how's this lawyer writing? In writing is important. Drafting is important. Drafting the argument is very, very important. Drafting of the of the uh, uh, your arguments. How to draft your arguments? Maybe so. Do you know that a lot of lawyers it's is it, famous and it's very good, but it's it's not. No, writing uh, a good memo. And it's obvious, maybe you can find a lawyer can writing a good name, but he can't go to stand or in front of the panel. He can't be bleeding for the panel, you know? So when you read, you will get or you will, you, will, you will get experience how to draft the arguments, how to use law, how to use law and the regulations and the articles to serve your case. It's very important. It's very important to use the articles and the regulation to serve to serve your case to serve your arguments. Let me let me say how the panel see your arguments to the post lawyers. So it's very important to know that it's very important to read. It's very 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 for me. It's very important to read uh, cases from CAS and from FIFA and from a, or for, from your can, yes yes.
0: Can people access this through the FIFA website? Where where can where can people read these cases? Are they on their websites? Yes. General terms. Yes, and the
1: website CAS published a lot of uh, all decisions in their website. FIFA also and and also if you uh, if you are a lawyer, me I'm, I'm a lawyer from Egypt. I have to read uh, the, the the decisions related to sports in Egypt that issued from courts, Egyptian courts. It's very important to know how the your system is going you know so it's yeah. very important
0: so these are public documents that anybody can access
1: I'm yes yes try to yes, help the listeners yes it's because
0: because i want people to learn that habit of yours reading daily these cases I, it's a very good habit that's why i'm asking this question like it is yes, accessible of these yes, public it's documents yeah for
1: all, all uh, and free anyone can yes anyone can, can go to uh, the court of arbitration for sports website And website and can uh, enter to the tab decisions choose choose a tab as the the decisions or award and enter and uh, download all decision you want well look
0: I hope people are taking notes because where I'm impressed Islam is people can learn that habit of yours reading cases daily as a lawyer As always, I like to finish with an inspirational question. You provided tips already. You provided personal experience. You've given a great habit there. But just to recap to the listener, what three skills, skills now, would you give to the listener after this podcast with regards to pursuing a career as a sports lawyer? Like, what three skills would you give?
1: For me, reading a lot or the secret of the success are reading, patience, and focus. If you want to success in this field, you have to reading a lot because, that, like I said, reading a lot because knowledge is power. Be patient because this field needs more time and effort. Focus on your goal and don't get distracted.
0: Great three tips. I think they're really important and it was short and sweet. How can people interact with you, Islam, on social media?
1: I publish a lot of things in LinkedIn and Instagram and the Twitter also as well. So uh, people can interact with me in, uh, in this social media account. Uh, in my in my name, uh, Islam Hishayam. Uh, So, in, and anyone wants to ask me about any things, about uh, inquiry, about anything. So I welcome to that.
0: Well, look, to all the listeners listening, all those links, social media links will be on my website. Plus, with regards to the Sporting Injustice Sports Conference, Law Conference, Islam, it's been such a joy chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank
1: you. Thank you, Ed.
0: What a fascinating podcast chat with Islam. For me, it's conversations like this I really enjoy because with regards to sports law in general as a topic, but particular of like talking with people around the world, it's fascinating to get like that different culture aspect, different perspective with regards to such a broad industry like sports law. So if you are in the Middle East, I hope we've solved some of the questions you may have with regards to starting a career as a sports lawyer in the Middle East. But even if you aren't based in the Middle East, I hope you've learned a lot. For me, what I enjoyed the most, two parts really. The first part I really enjoyed when Islam shared the learning lessons of him being a football referee really helped him as a sports lawyer. The key thing he said was he built his connections, his contacts through football, through being a football referee. And the second thing is his habit of always looking at cases all the time with regards to his point of view of the current cases at the moment, because the more you immerse yourself into any career, the better you're going to be in the industry as a professional. And that's why I love near the end when he shared that habit with you. And if you put that into practice, not just in the sports legal sector but any aspect of the sports industry the better professional you're going to be so look i really do hope you've enjoyed this podcast chat as much as i have and put that one learning lesson you've taken from this podcast now into your sports career development and make it happen now as always at the end of each podcast episode i'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker islam said you need these three ingredients reading patience and focus if you want to succeed in the sports legal field.